0: Hey, hi, welcome to the fourth episode of Gremlin Talk. Today, I talked about a lot of stuff. It got really weird and really vulnerable and honest. I started by talking about my previous adventure, and then that led to me talking about being alone, and then that led to me talking about dating and me giving advice, which your girl should not be giving dating advice right now. But uh, I hope you enjoy the episode and you have a great time with it, because I really did. Welcome back to another episode of Gremlin Talk. Hi guys, I think this is our fourth episode, so I have officially been doing this for one week. I'm your host one week, no, I'm doing this for one month. <laughs> Oops, road trip brain is getting to me. Hello everybody, I am your host, Mac Shea Smith, and we are back at it again with a fourth episode. Honestly, I am really glad I've stuck with this this long, I think podcasting is such a fun platform, and it's been really fun to watch the pod kind of grow and find out if people enjoy it or not. I'm really enjoying making it, so I hope that you're enjoying listening to it. Where in the world am I right now? As we know from the last episode, this podcast is officially being recorded in a Prius, and I am currently located in West Wendover, Nevada? Nevada? what's the right way to say Nevada? Nevada? The Arizona in me wants to say Nevada, but we can argue about that later, I guess. I always have something I want clarification on pronouncing in this freaking podcast. Uh, Yeah, so I'm currently in Nevada. I'm on the border of Nevada and Utah, actually, so my game plan for the day is to head over to What is it called? The the Bonneville Salt Flats. I went a little bit out of my way. Basically, I've been making up this road trip as I go every single step of the day. I go to sleep each night not knowing where I'm going the next day. It's just the way I prefer to live my life on the road, I guess. I left Los Angeles from Santa Monica. So I had a going away party on Saturday night and then woke up Sunday extremely hungover and drove from Santa Monica to Mammoth Lakes, California. I stayed with Faye Morgan. She's one of the Spartan pro girls and she's so fast. And I stayed with her and her family at their cabin in Mammoth Lakes for the first night. So that was Sunday night. And then I drove from Mammoth Lakes to almost Eli, Nevada, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. This road trip has taken me through the most off the beaten path locations. Like I was basically in the middle, like central, central Nevada. I drove from west to east in Nevada. It was my intention to get to Eli. I didn't make it all the way to Eli because it was a four and a half hour drive. So I drove about an hour outside of Eli, camped on some BLM land just in the middle of the desert. And then today my plan was to drive from Eli to Twin Falls. I started driving and I was like, hey, wait wait a second, I was looking at the map, and I was like, ooh, what is this big white area on the map? So it turns out that the salt flats are right on the border of Utah and Nevada, and it's another potential route I can take to get to Driggs, Idaho, which is my final destination. So I decided, hey, I'll just send it over to the salt flats. I didn't pay too close attention to the weather. Uh, I'm sweating my ass off. I'm... I'm <laughs> It's very warm here, and I was very cold in Mammoth, and I was very cold outside of Eli. so it's not really welcomed, this this crazy heat, but it is what it is, and we're working with it, you know? So I'm currently in some shade in West Wendover, waiting for temps to drop so I can go camp on the Salt Flats. Today is my first official day of my leave of absence slash unemployment summer break. <laughs> it's also the summer solstice. Did you guys know that? So today, June 21st, is the summer solstice, which is pretty exciting, signaling a new season, a new era of transformation. It's like bookending your seasons. And there's something really powerful about solstice energy. I use the pattern for all of my astrology girl BS. I love the pattern. I think it's great. They don't pay me to promote them I just like it and one of the things that it said about today let me read this to you not only is this a turning point in the year but it can also be a turning point in your life the goals you set now will be carried out over the next six months go inward to see what you want to accomplish outwardly. During this process, be sure to feel your emotions fully and let them guide you. And then there's a bunch of good questions, uh, you know, setting intentions for the year. I definitely need to do some deep thinking today. I feel like as I've gone about this road trip, I've kind of been ignoring my deep thoughts like it has gotten a little scary. There's been some really dark, scary thoughts on this trip, but for the most part, it's just been me singing eating, figuring out where I want to go next, figuring out where I want to run next. I've been avoiding setting goals and intentions and thinking more clearly about where I want the next six months to go. I did set some goals for just this leave of absence. I post them on my Instagram, but the main one that I'm trying to focus on is living with less and slowing down. I guess that's two things. I said one thing, but the two things I'm trying to focus on live with less. I want to simplify my life. I feel like when you're working your corporate-ass job and you're waking up every morning and you're training and you're going to work and eating your meals and whatever, life just moves so fast and all the material goods and everything, you just, you get caught up in it, right? And I always find I'm so much happier when I'm living with less. My favorite experiences are when I go backpacking and I've packed my bag perfectly so that I don't have anything extraneous. I love when I go backpacking and I use every single item that's in my backpack, every little thing. I always carry a first aid kit, but other than that, I don't really bring anything that isn't 100% necessary and usable, and I was so inspired yesterday in Mammoth Lakes, I was in the grocery store, and there were a bunch of PCT thru-hikers in the grocery store buying their groceries. By the time the hikers get to Mammoth Lakes, I think they're 400 to 500 miles into their hike. I could be way overestimating that, but I'm pretty sure it's 300, 400 to 500, And at that point, they have figured out what they need, what they don't need. And keep in mind, these people are walking for 2,500 miles, okay? Their whole life is what's in their backpack. And they're just living outside, and they're walking all day, and they're living their best life. So I was looking around the grocery store at these thru-hikers, and they had nothing they had no material possessions. They seriously had their little backpack and I was appalled by how small their backpacks were <laughs> because I'm very much a minimalist backpacker and my backpack still feels too big. So I was so surprised by their backpacks. They literally had maybe a 30 liter pack and it wasn't full. I was just so inspired and surprised and obviously I myself am going to be doing some through hiking this summer, so I'm looking on how to pare down this. That was such good Prius life, through hiker life, inspiration to see the way that those through hikers live. I believe I mentioned it on the last episode of the podcast where I talked about my reasons for leaving corporate America. I'm going to be honest, I feel like I blacked out for most of that podcast. I do not remember a single thing that I said. I know we recovered or recapped Spartan Puebla. And I know that I told you guys I was leaving corporate America, but I don't remember what I said or how I said it. Last week was so emotional for me. I was really, really in my feels about leaving. I was sad about leaving my coworkers and all my friends. And I'm happy to say that this is my third day of the road trip and I'm really happy. I feel like I'm living in alignment with my true needs and wants. But that's the reason if I repeat anything from the last podcast, I it's because I don't remember a single thing. I blacked all of it out because I was very emotional. So my summer plans are super exciting. I'm currently on my way up to Dregs. I have a 24-hour race next weekend. I'm going to be backpacking in the Wind River Range with David, who's on my team, and my friend Justin, who's one of my co-workers. After that, I'm going to be fast-packing in the Tetons with Joe Corcion. I did a podcast with him a couple weeks ago, and it was published last week. You guys can find it uh i asked apple podcasts but i don't really know where people other people post their podcasts but it's called everyday ultra so i talked with him and uh we are going fast packing which is just running with a backpack basically after that i'm heading down to the spartan race in utah the fourth race of the spartan north american elite series and i definitely did tell you guys all of this now i'm I'm remembering most of it. Whatever, we can recap it. And then, yeah, I'm flying from Durango to Denver and I'm going to through hike the Colorado trail for a month. And then the plan after that is to head up to Montana and just spend some time with friends. So I definitely have a extremely full summer schedule of adventuring and sending, which is really, really exciting. But I'm also trying to practice slowing down down so this is something that new experiences help with again living in corporate america working your nine to five the days passed by so fast i was almost working for two years two whole years i didn't even realize it i didn't even realize how deep i was in a corporate america two whole years i've almost been in my job these days i have been on the road have been so peaceful and slow and i feel like i'm living with So much intentionality. It has been incredibly refreshing to wake up every day and connect with myself and check in with my intuition and see what I want to do. Where's the day going to lead me? That has been the most beautiful part about being on this road trip so far. I get to just decide where I want to go every day off the cuff, which I've never had a road trip this spontaneous when i was living in the van i had a lot of flexibility and freedom about where i would go and what i would want to see but i had such time constraints that i couldn't really explore as much as i wanted to coming on this trip and having to get myself from los angeles to the Tetons I have had a lot of flexibility and I have this golden rule of avoiding major interstates. The route I was supposed to take from LA to Drake's Idaho had me on the 15 I think it is so I would go through Las Vegas and Salt Lake City and then up and I didn't do that. I got to see so many weird little mining towns. I went to Tonopah, Nevada, Nevada. I went to Eli. I went, I'm in West Wendover. It's so, there's a bunch of casinos. I've never been here. I know Nevada just has a weird vibe. Uh, I'm from Arizona, so I'm not completely unfamiliar with it, but it's so weird being here. There are so many dispensaries and there's so many casinos and it's weird and there's Trump 2024 flags everywhere. Part of being on this road trip for me is giving myself the space to reconnect with my goals and where I actually see my life going and explore where I want to settle down because I love Los Angeles, but I know it's probably not where I want to live long term. I'm giving myself a lot of grace over the course of the next three months to figure out where it is I want to go and just check in with myself and my needs and my wants. The scariest part about being on the road trip is definitely I know how lonely I'm gonna be. (laughs) Because when I lived in the van, van life and you know living in a car and living on the road, it can be very lonely. But I also believe that being alone is really important. I think that we learn a lot of lessons from spending quiet Deep, expansive time with ourselves. I mentioned this on the last pod, but I dated my college boyfriend for three and a half years. Three and a half years prior to dating my college boyfriend, I dated my high school boyfriend for two and a half years, and the gap between them was only like two to three months. I, I truly was hardly single and in that two to three months I was like talking to boys I was being chaotic I I really don't know how my college boyfriend got me to settle down because I was in kind of a wild phase but he did the point here is I haven't really been single since I was like 15 early 15 almost 14 I have been single now for almost two years I think next month is my yeah less than a month two-month two-year anniversary of being single and I have definitely learned so much more about myself from being single and I've gotten to explore what I really want without the context of another person's needs and that has been really really important for me Every girl that I know who has a boyfriend and they're like graduating college or maybe their early 20s, I literally tell every girl to break up with their boyfriend. So I guess we're going to start talking about dating. We were talking about being alone. So I guess this is fitting. I recommend that everyone spend at least six months not talking to any boys, not seeing anybody, not dating anybody. You have your entire life to settle down truly even if you want to have kids you have so much time especially in your early 20s and you do not need to be stressing out about finding anybody my best friend Kira and I we always talk about this because we always tell each other the boy drama and what's going on with the men in our lives and everything and at the end of it all we always say you know what it doesn't matter the outcome of this particular relationship because I know that I've got me and I know that the universe has me. The universe is going to bring in whoever is meant to be in your life in a meaningful way and you're going to figure it out and you'll know, right? So my core piece of advice if you are in your 20s and you are listening to this podcast is to break up with your boy. Okay, maybe don't break up with your boyfriend, but if you are already thinking about breaking up your boyfriend, this is another core philosophy of mine. If you are even having the thought of maybe I need to break up with my boyfriend, <laughs> it means you need to break up with him. I girls, we gotta look at the we gotta look at the long term. We gotta look at the long term. If you are thinking now at 21 that there's some red flags and some things that you don't like about this person and are break upable, do you think it's gonna be better in two years? Do you think it's gonna be better in five years? Do you think it's gonna be better when you guys have a children to a, a children when you have a child together? I truly, truly, truly carry this with me now when I am dating and seeing people because I haven't been in a serious committed relationship in two years and I feel like I've been pretty picky with who I even spend time with like I, I've granted, <laughs> granted I've been in a very very oh my god a oh man just text me hang on yeah granted I have been in a very chaotic phase of my life and I am in the understanding that perhaps I do have a little bit of fear of emotional intimacy but hey we're working through it. The chaotic phase has been very fun and it is interesting when you're dating in your 20s getting to know lots of different types of people and kind of evaluating who you could be compatible with. Personally I am realizing that it's really important to me that somebody I'm in a committed relationship with understands my other time demands and understands that, you know, your girl has got a race. I am a free spirit. I need to be free. I need to adventure. And I can't tell if it's more important for somebody to also be adventurous and want to come along or if I want somebody who will let me just go on my adventures. I'm not totally sure because I have loved every minute of this road trip by myself. It has been so freeing and I'm the kind of road tripper who will stop if they see something interesting. Like I prefer to go off the beaten path if there's something really cool to see, even if it takes me on quite a detour. I also like to change my plan constantly. I am not afraid to not shower for a couple days. Like my road trip style is just chaos mode. So I know I need somebody who's very lenient and very easygoing, but I don't know I want them to be as adventurous as I I mean maybe like letting I don't know I don't see see I don't know that's what we're trying to figure out I do know however that it would be very difficult for me to date somebody who wants to stay in one place but also maybe that's a sign that I'm just not ready to be in a relationship I'm not ready to settle down I'm not ready to be in one place I want to do my own thing I'm in a very like flighty free spirit headspace, which isn't really conducive for a relationship. And I am having a lot of fun just meeting people. <laughs> I've met I've met some really fun, just like very fun guys. I've had a pretty good time. There's been a lot of banter. There's been, you know, some emotional pain, but for the most part, I've set pretty good boundaries with the way that I interact with men. So for example, I did the six-month Boy cleanse. Oh, that was August 2020 to February 2021. So the rules of the boy cleanse were first of all, I was not sleeping with anybody. If you're little, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about this. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. I wasn't hanging out with men alone, one on one. I wasn't going on dates. I wasn't pursuing anybody. I wasn't like I wasn't letting anybody pursue me I was truly just in my headspace of like <laughs> rising grind I had just moved to California I was living in the van so I set aside these six months and I was very intentional about being my most authentic self and pursuing my own thing and just not putting pressure on myself to date anybody because there is so much external pressure from society to think we need to be coupled up all the time or we're unlovable if we don't have a committed partner or whatever I believe we can find love in a lot of different ways if you have deep friendships your deep female friendships your deep male friendships you're loved right just because you don't have a boyfriend doesn't mean you're unlovable okay uh so I did this six month boy cleanse shortly after breaking up with my college boyfriend and then I started dating but with the intention of getting to know a lot of different people because I had only dated two people in my entire life and I didn't really know what I wanted or who was going to be a good partner for me and so that led to a couple like short-ish term. I'd say situationship is probably the best answer and the more that I date and continue to date the more I realized that I early on was pursuing or being pursued by men who were emotionally unavailable turns out it's because I'm emotionally unavailable which basically just means I'm not in a place where I'm ready to uh yeah have emotional intimacy with another person and so you seek out partners who are not a threat to that so what that means, especially for me dating guys who are also emotionally unavailable, the way that I interact with these guys apparently tells them that I'm emotionally unavailable. And I I do, I agree. I do weird little games. I keep my options open. I text weird things. So the guy who bought my van, I text him like, happy march 1st and then happy march 2nd and then happy march 3rd like it was just i just do these weird little games and it doesn't make any sense and part of that is just my sense of humor i have a very dry sense of humor and so i think it's funny to kind of fuck with guys i let david run my hinge for a while and it got very out of pocket i had to delete my whole hinge and then start afresh because i was beginning to um harbor a lot of resentment towards the men on hinge but I know my communication style I disappear Uh, that guy will be texting me and then I'll just disappear for a little bit and then I'll be back and I'll text a lot and then I disappear I like I, I fully understand the way that I'm communicating is probably why dudes with emotional unavailability think that I'm a good match for them or someone who's going to Given to what they want and sacrifice my own needs and wants. So I understand this. I'm working through it. I am consciously working on it. Okay. So part of my effort to work on the fact that I'm emotionally unavailable and keep attracting emotionally unavailable men is I am setting better freaking boundaries. I think that having a clear image of what you want is really important and I'm not fully there yet granted I'm still kind of in the boat of well I want somebody to care about me but I don't necessarily want a boyfriend but also I want to feel secure I'm in a very weird headspace especially going this big trip I'm just kind of living my life and not seeing anybody period but before I left on this trip I was very clear with a couple people about what I was looking for and that made it really easy to narrow down guys almost instantly because I asked them about their intentions. I asked them what they were looking for and I got a lot of honesty, a lot of brutal honesty, but it allowed me to make a more clear decision about how I wanted to move forward with these interactions, which was really powerful for me. So part of that, mom, grandma, anybody who knows me, please stop listening. Part of that was to not sleep with anybody who didn't have serious intentions which means I'm not sleeping with anybody (laughs) ever (laughs) because all the guys I date don't want anything serious so (laughs) I'm just never I'm I'm basically celibate it's really fun um and it's kind of disappointing because you know everyone always says in your 20s that's the time that you should be living your life like going through your hoe phase I'm like I can't I'm too sensitive to go through a hoe phase I can't do hookup culture anymore. It is so damaging for me. And honestly, I think it's kind of frightening when guys that I am seeing only subscribe to hookup culture. Like I literally got a text from a man that said it was a turnoff that you didn't want to do anything just for fun. Yeah, that that that's an actual text I received. Made me very sad. (laughs) So I did not expect this to be the way that this episode was going to turn out but I'm glad it did because as always I promise to be 100% authentic 100% real about everything that's going on and that is kind of a big piece for me. I just simply don't have the time for I'm A, too sensitive to just hook up with people, and B, I don't have the time to invest into people in a short-term, long-term sense if there aren't somewhat serious intentions. Like, I need security. I don't want to be anxious about someone who I'm seeing. So, we're just enjoying this phase of singleness, and I know that if I keep doing my own thing, if I keep developing personally if I keep living my life for me then hey maybe someday someone will come in a picture who wants to match that and that would be great but for now I'm just living my life and I'm having a really great time I would not have done a quarter a fraction of the things I've done in the last two years if I had a boyfriend truly I have had to put so much energy into personal development. I have had to stop and breathe and consider the trauma and the reasons behind my actions. And that has been very powerful for me. It has been a really good period of self-awareness and getting clarity about these things. On the note of... Personal development and self development and self help. When I was living in the van, I took those six months to be a time for me to focus on personal development. And what I found through this process honestly, personal development kind of a scam, kind of a scam, kind of a product of capitalism. Everybody wants you to buy products to develop personally same thing with diet culture I don't believe in diet culture I will talk about this on a never oh my god I will talk about this on another episode I do not believe in dieting I think that dieting is insane and I do not diet so it's a similar thing of if we can convince you that you're not good enough the way you are then you will support an industry and you know invest dollars into this thing and I just don't believe in it. So I think there is some merit to personal development, but I also think it's a trap. I think it's a trap. Personal development is never ending. I think there's a problem with viewing yourself as a product that needs to be fixed. I think that we are all imperfect. I don't think that you are fundamentally flawed I mean we are fundamentally flawed but we're not not flawed in a way that needs to be fixed right like you're never going to come to a point in your self-development journey where you're like I'm done I'm done you're not gonna you know dust off your hands and put up your self-development books and realize you know what hey I'm done with self-developing I got so burned out on personal development when I was living in the van I was doing a lot of deep emotional work, uh, a lot of inner child work, a lot of reading self-development books and focusing on how I could improve as a person. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to become a better person and investing time into it. But I think that there is a time when it becomes toxic. Like similarly with food, there is just a point where your relationship with food no longer is healthy and it's actually an obsession. It's a similar thing with personal development. I stepped away pretty hard from personal development when I was focusing on racing. So for the past year or so I would say I think it was last September ish that I was like okay I can relax with the personal development it's getting exhausting and painful there's nothing wrong with wanting to become a better person but again there is a line where it gets kind of toxic and I think that it's more courageous and powerful to embrace your flaws and become aware of them I think you can do a lot of deep inner self-exploration without viewing yourself as a product that needs to be fixed because your flaws make you beautiful and very interesting. (laughs) I think that being flawed and having the courage to show that to the world is really powerful and it's something a lot of people can relate to. So self-development is a trap. It's a scam and you shouldn't subscribe to it. That's my, I think that's my thesis of the pod today. A, break up with your boyfriend. B, don't become a better person. It's that easy, you guys. Thanks for coming. I think I can actually stop the podcast now. I think I can end. I think I never need to record another podcast again. I just covered absolutely everything I needed to cover kind of controversial opinions on this episode i'm sure there's a lot of girls who are listening to this and they're like very happy with their boyfriend and they're thinking no i'm no i'm not breaking up with him life sounds really terrible dating and it is it's really hard out here uh if you have a good one hold on to him i'm sure he's great if you feel even an inkling of wanting to break up with him though you should listen to your intuition girl listen to it. I spent way too long in a serious relationship that I probably should have ended sooner. That is probably part of why I have such issues with actually dating guys who want me. <laughs> Because it's scary to think that I would have to change my life and the things that I want to do for another person. So, we're all going through this. This is such a common 20s dating issue. Like, I know for a fact I'm not alone in feeling any of this way. So, I'm happy to be the voice of reason sharing this. This is the podcast episode I would have wanted to hear four years ago. I would have wanted to hear that. If I'm feeling this way now, I should break up with him and life can be so good single. I honestly was so afraid of being alone and being single when I was dating my boyfriend that it kept me in the relationship for a lot longer. And him and I are really good friends, by the way. This is not a guy who's like done anything bad. Like it truly just wasn't, it wasn't working anymore and we're really good friends now but the power of learning to be happy alone is it is intense because you know what you deserve and you know what you're not going to compromise on so that's it for the day girl bosses break up with your boyfriend learn to be alone i love you self development is a scam and you're perfect just you're not nobody's nobody's perfect that's like one of my founding principles nobody's perfect but you have to learn to live with your flaws and embrace them and work with them because we're all flawed I actually have this theory that everyone we meet has like maybe one fatal flaw that you just can't tolerate in the other person so an example of this would be if you have one friend and she acts super weird around boys but she's really great when she's you know, with you and she's a really great friend of yours, you have to accept that's the fatal flaw. That's the fatal flaw. You either deal with it or you don't and you don't get to complain about it. You don't get to you know bother her about it she's allowed to have her fatal flaw and it's up to you to decide whether or not it's going to make or break your friendship okay so yeah we're all kind of figuring out our fatal flaws I think all the time (laughs) we're keeping the episode short today because I'm on the road and I have a 24-hour race I'm preparing for but I hope you liked the episode it got weird and off track and I went completely off script but it just felt right you know felt right. I felt like this was the day to talk about my issues. So if you enjoyed honest vulnerability and you come here for the laughs and I know when I'm editing and then posting this podcast, I am going to second guess all of it. It's going to be hard to hit post and who knows if you guys hate it, maybe I'll just delete it and just pretend it never happened because it was kind of like a therapy session in real time for me, which is ironic considering I kind of ghosted my therapist to go on this road trip and quit my job. Um, okay, so uh, as always, if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at shay Smith. You can also find me on TikTok at Mac on the Run, YouTube MacShay Smith, and then follow the Gremlin Talk Pod Instagram. I'm gonna get my freaking intern on it. I am way behind schedule on things, and so I think she's gonna be kind of mad at me that I'm this so late, but. We're working with what we got, and I appreciate all of you, and I love you, and if you resonated with this, I'm sorry, and I love you, (laughs) and you're probably perfect. I keep saying perfect I never mean perfect you're just you're gorgeous and I love you okay so I hope you have an incredible day I hope that the sun shines I hope you get to see a shooting star I saw a shooting star last night in the desert in Nevada it was amazing I hope that you all quit your jobs and you move into your cars and you travel the world and you see all the things you want to see okay goodbye I love you (laughs)